And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. It's a Friday afternoon. It means it's time to talk dollars and cents with the man who makes all the sense and most of the dollars from Envision Financial. It's Luke Smith. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are we? Really well. So we're here today to talk about something that I think is a brilliant idea, how to work four days a week instead of five. I reckon that's fantastic, especially if it doesn't cost me any income. Well, I think if you plan ahead and know what you need to live on, this is a, a fantastic strategy and an extension from last week when we spoke about you know starting a pension and, and how you do that. This is a small tweak or change to that where we're using the transition to retirement legislation, which, as you said, I've had a couple of phone calls already. Uh, this five days a week gig's not going to be for me this year. How can we get it down to four days or three days? And this is where this strategy comes into its own because... It's a wonderful way of accessing your accumulated superannuation to fund yourself and replace, let's say, 20% of your wages because you move from five days a week to four days a week. So it's a great funding tool to keep living the way you're living, keep the same amount of money coming in, or to take advantage of accessing superannuation and considering other strategies, and and they're some of the things that we're going to touch on today. Okay, so the Transition to Retirement Pension is a scheme that was set up by the government to sort of bridge the gap between people who are still working flat out and those who are completely retired. There are people that want to sort of ease into it. They want to work part-time, and this scheme caters to that need. So how's it set up? What do you need to do? Right, you're spot on. It really sort of came about, as I understand it, because there was a huge skill set that was reaching 55 back in the day and retiring because of the way that some of the government schemes were structured. It was very advantageous for people to do so. But people didn't necessarily want to give away work altogether. Um, People actually liked turning up and doing things. But as I touched on, there was a huge amount of knowledge that was walking out the door. So this legislation was created to give people some incentive to say, well, look, I really quite like my job. And I really wouldn't mind having a problem doing it three days a week. I just don't want to be in there every day. So you need to be able to access your superannuation. And there's some funds that won't let you do this. So CSS members, especially in the defined benefit world, CSS members can take advantage of this. PSS members cannot. Um, Now, it just goes to show that all that glitters is not gold um, because it is a wonderful fund. But because of the structure of that fund, the PSS members can't actually take advantage of this and use their benefits. But primarily what we're doing is we're saying, I'm going to take a maximum of 10% of the value of my accumulated super. I'm going to start a pension, which, as we discussed last week, you notify your fund. I'd like to access my benefits using the transition to retirement legislation. The most you can take is 10% of the market value at the start of the financial year or when you start the income stream, if you don't do it on the 1st of July. And you must ensure that you meet the minimum requirements under the pension rules, which at the moment stand at 2% if you're aged between 55 and 65 years of age. So we write to the fund. We say we want to take out some money. We don't have to take it on a fortnightly basis as we touched on last week. So this is a great way to say, I'm earning $100,000. I'm going to drop down to four days a week. I'm going to give up, let's say, $20,000 of gross earnings. I want to be able to live on my after-tax income. And you can do the math and work out what that will do to you in your specific situation. And then go to your fund and say, look, I'd like to get a monthly payment of X to replace the wages that I would have lost because you'll take a pay reduction 
doing less hours. And that way, you've got the best of both worlds. You're doing four days a week in your job. You've got three days a week to go out fishing, playing golf, and spending some time with the grandkids. And your income and cash flow has not effectively changed whatsoever. So it's a really, really good strategy and one that people are becoming very aware of um, and looking for once they meet their preservation age under the law to try and spend a little bit more time out of the office and a little bit more time with loved ones and doing the things that they actually really enjoy. So unless I miss my guess here, you're in a kind of transitional situation, a kind of twilight zone if you want, uh, where on the one hand you are withdrawing money from your super fund to pay a part pension to yourself, but at the same time because you're still working those four days a week and earning an income, there's still money, superannuation contributions going into the super fund at the same time that you're taking money out. Is that right? Yeah, look, spot on. That's right. Because you're receiving um, paid employment, you're still entitled to your superannuation guarantee from your employer. So you're still adding to your accumulated benefit on that front. You also still have the ability to make personal contributions if you want to top it up. Um, And one thing to keep in mind here, which we'll touch on in a sec, is if you do do this, you're going to need a fund to receive those employer contributions because under the law, if you start a pension you can't add to its capital value once it's commenced. So if we take the example of a million dollars in the super fund, we start a pension, we can take $20,000 out a year, that's 2% of our total value. Um, What we would need to do is have an accumulation fund on the side. Now, two ways of addressing that. Open up a new fund and tell your employer to pay the money into that. That's option number one. Option number two is you roll over 900 and $95,000 to a pension of your million and leave five or $6,000 in the account so that it can continue to receive money from your employer, but also money from you through salary sacrifice or from making personal contributions at the end of the year. So another really good extension of this strategy is if you can live on four days a week and the combined income of your household, you might say, well, give me, give me a $20,000 pension And I'll make a $10,000 pension, uh, sorry, a $10,000 contribution for myself and a $10,000 contribution for my partner. And that gives us $10,000 of tax deductions each year. And you've used your own money coming out of super to add it back into super and reduce your taxable income. So there are some really sexy bits of black magic that can be waved around here, um, depending on what your why is in relation to why you'd use this strategy. But it's very flexible and, and very beneficial for a number of people. Yes, I was going to say black magic indeed. Uh, So that sounds like it's a a little bit tricky, but uh, it is completely above board and how it all works. So in essence, what happens when you decide to uh, establish a transition to retirement pension? You're dividing up your superannuation fund into two pools, aren't you? One that's funding your pension that's coming out and one that's still there ready to to receive the ongoing contributions from your job. Yeah, look, exactly right. And I think people need to keep in mind that the real power of this strategy is time. Um, And there's one thing that we all know we can't get more of, and it's exactly that time. We can get partners, cars, horses, farms, houses. You can replace any of that within reason, Um, but we can't get more time. And and I think people are becoming more and more aware of the value of that because I'm having more and more queries about how we take advantage of this strategy. And it could just be that you want to have Thursday afternoons off to take your kids to soccer soccer training or to swimming lessons or to horse riding or whatever it is that you want to try and focus your time on. And these sorts of things are great ways to 
manage your cash flow, but also then have access to capital for other strategies like making deductible contributions, as I just touched on, or paying down non-deductible debt. Because if you're over 60 and take out your money, you could do that leading into 30 June as one lump sum. So in that example, you could take $20,000 out of your million. You could do another $20,000 on the 1st of July. You've effectively got $40,000 out tax-free where you're over 60. You throw that straight on a mortgage leading into retirement, and that peace of mind of paying off those debts with tax-free money is far better than using after-tax income to extinguish a non-deductible debt. So there are lots of manifestations of this strategy and ways that you can really tailor it to your situation and making sure that the strategy and your broader why really line up and give you the best bang for your buck. Okay. Now, you just mentioned being over 60. Now, is that the uh, threshold where you need to be 60 years or older in order to be able to start a transition to retirement pension, or can you do it before that? No, you can do it before that. You need to ensure that you've met your Commonwealth Preservation Age, which we touched on last week, which is uh, your access to superannuation depending on the year that you're born. The big kicker and the real big benefit here is that under the legislation, anything you take out as a pension when you are 60 years or over is completely tax-free. So it can have the, the, the best bang for buck um, where you do it in that situation. But depending on your year of birth, you may be under age 60 at the moment and able to take a pension out. There are considerations that you need to keep in mind in relation to the tax profile of the income that you draw. So for your greatest benefit, this is a really, really good thing to consider 60 years and over, but it's not taken from you if you are under age 60, as long as you've met your Commonwealth preservation age at the time you start the income stream. Okay, so there's basically two thresholds. The first one is your preservation age. That enables you to take the transition to retirement pension. And then the second threshold is the 60-year mark, which is when you can get the money out tax-free. And we always love that phrase, tax-free, don't we? Oh, look, tax-free is wonderful. It, it, it comes second only to tax deduction. I find if you can make anything tax-deductible, people's ears prick up um, and they're, they're, they're salivating before they've even asked how it works. So, yeah, I think it's the important thing for listeners today is understand that it's there and understand the power of it because four or five hours a week, six hours a week, eight hours a week, as I say, most people I find quite enjoyed what they do. They just hit a, a wall where you know, five days a week, 40, 50, 60 hours, it, it starts to wear people down um, and they don't want to give away work. They just want to be able to do it with a little bit more control and a little bit more flexibility. And most employers, I find that if you position it correctly and give them some lead time and don't drop it on them, um, they're more and more likely to try and um, accommodate your wishes and ensure that wherever you work has, you know, a, a suitable setup to be able to cover the time that you're actually not there okay so while at first blush it might seem a little bit complicated it is relatively simple but the i guess the important things to remember are that first of all you've got to get everybody on board including your super fund do they or do they not allow this to happen and of course your employer are they or are they not prepared to let you work part-time yeah look exactly right um i think we've had a lot of success with employers where we've we've even gone in and sat down with the employer and said listen this is what person A would like to do. Um, we've got six months of lead time here. Can we look at a rostering system? Can we look at the hours? Can we look at the job roles? And I find if the person is proactive and goes into their employer and says, look, I can see these four or five potholes here, but here are some solutions that I think would work. If you can find a solution for the employer, 
nine times out of 10, the employer is more than likely going to say, look, we can make this work because we've had ample time to be able to sort of prepare or maintain the, the, the function that the person undertakes um, and to get the best outcome possible is if you can plug those potholes, um, most people really, really want to get on board because the employer is no different to you, right? They're probably thinking about it themselves. Um, and it wouldn't be the first time we've had an employer say, tell me more about what you're going to do because I might do it myself. <laughs> so I think the big thing today is really just making people aware that, you know, there are ways to reduce your work hours. And that could be for social commitments, that could be through illness, that could be through a range of things that have impacted you personally. Um, but you can keep that cash flow going in because that's the most important thing I find most people are worried about is how do I keep my money the same? but buy me a little bit of time for whatever my, my particular why may be. Indeed. We're talking finance this afternoon with Luke Smith from Envision Financial, and today we're talking about starting a transition to retirement pension. So, Luke, what are the key things that we need to consider? Yeah, I think, you know, we touched on some of the, the, the key takeouts before the ad break, which is, one, know what you need to live on. Understand your budget, know where your money goes, because that will give you the greatest peace of mind when it comes to deciding how many days you could afford to wind back. It might be you go to four days and then in 12 months you move to three days and then you go to two days. So it's something that you need to be aware of because what you reduce in relation to work hours, you need to be able to replace with pension drawings. So you need to do the math at a high level and understand that you do have enough access to capital to replace what will be lost. I'd be prepared to talk to your employer and talk early. Make them aware of what you're thinking because I've found in the past that you get a much better outcome by providing ample lead time so that your boss doesn't feel like he's been abandoned or she's been abandoned and they can work together to try and discover new roles, amend roles, employ people part-time and, and the various ways that you can improve or maintain what's done in relation to your particular position. Um, use your time wisely. I think COVID has, has pointed out that you know, waiting to do everything when you retire can be quite dangerous because, you know, a lot of decisions have been made for us in relation to our travel and where we can and can't go. So I, I always sort of urge people to think about your time and the value of your time and identify the things that you'd like to do and try and work them into the journey, not just leave everything to the end. Remember that you need to take the minimum under legislation for your age and the maximum you can take in any one financial year is 10%. So keep those in mind because it's not open flatter. As the legislation says, it's a transition environment. So it's not full access. You're able to put one toe in the water, not two. Um, and also remember that you can use this strategy for other strategic benefits like funding deductible contributions which would lower your taxable income, which will provide you with a tax saving. You may be able to draw out annual pension payments in one go and pay off non-deductible debts or acquire other assets or fund interest payments on other assets that are growing. So remember that it's not just about funding lifestyle. There are also a number of ways that you can improve your broader tax position as well by taking advantage of this strategy. Um, and it's, it's, it's there to be used, so please be aware of it. Now, Luke, we're going to run out of time soon, but uh, John has sent us an email question saying, can you start a transition to retirement pension and then revert back to full-time working hours uh, if you feel like you've changed your mind or something like that? Or does the transition to mm -hmm. retirement lead to retirement inevitably? No, look, spot on. Um, let's say you, you, you had a crack at this for six months and you found that you know it wasn't for you. You just go to your fund and you say, listen, I'd like to stop my pension. 
and I would like to move it back to accumulation phase, which means we're putting money in, we're not taking money out. And then you can go back to doing five days a week if you don't need to, to reduce your hours or you've recovered from the medical issue you had or you've had the trip that you were planning on doing. Um, it, it is very, very flexible. It's not something that is forced or that you must commit to. Um, and on the other hand, if you did find that, hey, this four days a week is great, but then became three days a week, but then became I'm going to give it away, you then convert your transition to retirement pension into an account-based pension once you meet that condition of release where you say, I've ceased gainful employment. So it's a very, very flexible way of moving either back to full-time work or into full-time retirement. You've got the, the best of both worlds and you can manipulate your situation depending on what you decide to do. So there's nothing that says it needs to continue to be paid. You can stop it at any time and revert back to accumulating super if your situations change. Well, I think that answers John's question. And uh, right now, Luke, I've got to ask you, where can listeners get more information? Yeah, so 6260-4749. If you've got any questions or queries, give the girls a ring and, and, and make an appointment. We've got www.envisionfinancial, envision with an e.com.au. That's the, the, the website. We've got all of the previous shows and the Knowledge Centre there. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker. Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. And the big one is we've got the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra, where we've got recordings of all of the shows so you can watch it on your phone, on the couch, pause it, make some notes, um, and then go and have a drink and get something out of the fridge. So there's a little something there for everybody, the easiest way possible. You don't have to read anything. Indeed. Luke, thanks very much, and we'll catch you again next Friday. See you next Friday. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Luke Smith from Envision Financial, and Luke will be back again next Friday.